Blog Talk Radio. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the Ten Cut Commandments. One. Barbers can't tell me nothing about these cuts. Tell me nothing about these fades, these seasons, these mohawks, these tapers. Just for my barbers in the shop, man. I ain't forget about y'all. Uh-huh. The ones that stand up all day. Feel me? Yeah. Yeah. I've been cutting these heads for years. It made me a master. There's rules to this shit. To get money faster. A cut by cut booklet for you to get. Your game on track. Not your lines push back. Rule number uno. Always let walk-ins know how much dough they owe. Cause you know. The cheddar breed jealousy, especially if your tip game sucks. Now my price went up. Number two, let them know depend on you. Don't you know that barbers move with scissors and razors? Take it from Zomega, uh-huh. I done made mad chips with these clips, getting tips and shit. Number three, you can't cut everybody. Your boss will set your ass up for acting stuck up, not letting barbers cut. Nigga, what the fuck? They be waiting around the corner to stick your ass up. Number four, I know you heard this before. If I could get mine, get your own supplies. Number five, never sell no drugs where you cut at. I don't care if they want an ounce, tell them bounce. Number six, that goddamn credit, get it. You think you're paying me later for cuts now, forget it. Number seven, this rule is so underrated. If your client's in my chair, don't be acting agitated. The fighting over cuts don't mix like Beijing and curl kits. Find yourself in serious shit. Number eight, always keep your blades on you. Some cops can't do a thing if your license true. Number nine should have been number one to me. If you can't do the cut, send the walk-ins to me. Cause if they see a Zeke and they fucking weaken, they be acting Puerto Rican. Blood is start leaking. Number ten, a strong term called boofering. Strictly for license, not apprentice. If you ain't got the clientele, say hell no. Cause they gon' want their money, rain, sleep, hell, snow. Follow these rules, you have mad heads to tape up. If not, 24 cuts on the shape up. Son, took your clip up, watch your tools break up. Can't fix it, pencil makeup. Back to class, you can't do a decent shape up. You ain't passed, your state fork gotta make up. Heard you cut a nigga ear on a fucking tape up. Gotta go, gotta go, more shots to open up. Levels. Welcome, welcome, welcome to In the Barber Zone with your man Chavez Moment right here on Blog Talk Radio. Y'all welcome me here another Monday. Appreciate you tuning in to the show. Hey, y'all. Um, we're about to talk about a little touchy subject, subject here today. Well, the name of the show is Stop the Violence. We're talking about all violence, but we're going we're gonna to tap into this whole, you know, domestic violence and, and um, violence against kids and all of that type thing. So, you know, it's a touchy subject. It's uh, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about how in the barbershop we can be a, a help and assistance in in um stopping this. Because y'all, as barbers, we have a large we have a large responsibility to the community we serve and the clients we serve to 
engage in their lives and, you know, help in, in whatever way we can direct them to whatever services or they need it and whatever way we can do that. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're we talking about stopping the violence. You know, we got everybody on TV talking about the results of violence, whether it be, you know, domestic violence, um, you know, spousal abuse, you know, parental abuse on children, um, you know, just any type of uh, abuse, whether it's physical, verbal, emotional, however it is that, you know, you, you violate somebody, we're going to talk about how to stop that before it happens, but before, you know, people start putting their hands on each other. So, um, we're not going to look at, we're not going to focus on the negative light. We're not here to do the bashing or, or, or whether he was wrong, whether she was wrong, whether the kid deserved it or what. No, we're not, that's not what we're going to do. We may touch on that because, you know, that's part of it, but we're going to talk about how to prevent it. Because if we talk about how to prevent it, we'll talk less about how after it happened. We talk about the results of it. Y'all here on In the Barber Zone with your man Chavez right moment right here on Barber Zone Radio, Blog Talk Radio. The number is 347-637-3850. Uh, see, we got a few people on the switchboard on the line. We appreciate y'all coming up. Um we gonna have I'm gonna have my man. Um, my, uh, you know, I like to reach out to my barber community when you know I got some brothers in my family that's uh, you know kind of like sparking efforts on, on doing this type of thing. So I'm gonna get my man Kamal uh, Balau on here a little bit. See, if, you know, he got to stop the violence efforts. So we don't we don't get it from a brother who 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 you know this is his cause because he may be you know a little bit more versed in it to me, but, you know, you know, I'm here to, to bring the show so we can talk about it, so we can raise awareness. So, yeah, Barber's on Radio, be sure you check us out, man. If y'all got any show topics, ideas, questions, whatever, y'all just want to show some love, y'all can hit us up on Radio at gmail.com. That's the email. Follow us on, on Twitter, working on the Facebook page, the Instagram page, but, you know, but be sure to check us out at Blog Talk Radio dot com slash barbazone or go to barbazone radio follow the show you know share it with your friends share it with your colleagues y'all we're trying to share this information that we talk about in the barbershop you know with the world so y'all um let's see before we get into that um you know we got a few we got a few um hair shows barber battles going on be sure you hit up um you know your man curtis smith got that exotic battle going on about to be out there in Vegas here in a little bit. We got the Indiana boys with the uh with with the Cross City Barber battle. And then um sorry y'all, we got the other barber battle that's 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 a little bit later in October. I'm sorry, y'all. Um Jason and them gonna kill me, man. Jason Chapman and them and Eric did them. The uh other barber battle, but check them out, y'all. TeamIndianaBarber.com. They got the information. I'm sorry, I'm slipping on it. You know, I'm thinking about this whole, you know, stop the violence type thing. But y'all, check them out. 
Uh, be sure to check out the Major League Barbers. They got one that's going on in Pittsburgh in November. I'll be there. I mean, I'll be at the rest of them, but uh, looks like I'm going to be on the lineup for the educators that on the lineup for the Major League Barber Show. So be sure to come out there, you know, let's meet and greet, let's shake some hands. If, you know, if we haven't before, you know, put some, some faces to their names. You know, I y'all, appreciate y'all here on the show. Um, we're going to get into it here a little bit, but, you know, we got to take some time to start the show off right. And, you know, no better way to start the show or just, like, start your day. Just take some time, say a little prayer, and say, Father, first we thank you for another day. We thank you for blessing us to be here. We thank you for your grace and your mercy because you don't have to do the things that you do for us. Because the way we carry ourselves sometimes, we're not worthy of your love. As we go on and we use this show and we talk about this domestic violence thing, we talk about this this violence against your people, we know it happens. Father, give this show, let this show be a vehicle to be able to enlighten some individuals and get some pressure off some individual's shoulders that they won't go out and put their hands on another individual for a reason that's not a real reason. Because if we if they if you treated us the way we treat each other, boy, we would be in bad shape. So Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy and your peace. That we can find some peace in ourselves so we can help be better people in our barbershop, in our community, so we can be more like you. So I just thank you for this show. Thank you for this opportunity that you're providing and that it may be used for the upliftment of your kingdom to anybody that hears this show. So as we go on, say thank you. And in Jesus' name we go on. Amen. All right, y'all. We're talking about Stop the Violence. I tried to find a little song, man, the old uh, uh, We All in the Same Game, Stop the Violence, the Self-Destruction thing. I tried to find that. You know, I couldn't find it in time. I was going to play that, but I couldn't get it on. But, uh, yeah, we're talking about violence and the stop the violence. We're talking about domestic violence, violence against kids. You know, we got Monday Night Football on right here, but we can't even talk about sports without talking about Girlfriends smacking on a lot of domestic violence cases. You know, I'm a Vikings fan. You know, my man Adrian Peterson was in trouble for, you know, um, beating his kid, spanking his kid, disciplining his kid in a way that, you know, a lot of people don't like. So, um, you know, and, and, you know, people talking about, you know, he whipped the kid with the switch. He whipped the kid with the switch. He was too young, you know. Um, y'all, and the Bible is a spirit of rocks for the child. Ah, I, you know, you can't live by one part, not by the other. But, um, y'all, I saw something yesterday that really made me even more want to do this show. Um, I had a friend in my house. I was at a friend of mine's house playing cards. And, you know, the young lady has an 18-year-old daughter you know, and like a 15-year-old son. So her daughter has got, you know, to where she's grown, where she wants to talk back to her mom and cuss her mom and, you know, call her all type of names and you don't do nothing for me and all that. And, you know, we sitting around looking like, wow, 
And I'm thinking, like, wow, this is amazing. And I even made the comment, like, see, they want to mess around and, and take my man off the field for whooping his kid. But, you know, if, and I even said it to her, if you would have whooped her when she was at four, she wouldn't be talking back to you right there. Because, you know, it, it, it was just crazy to see how that young lady spoke to her mother, and especially with a house full of people. So, you know, sometimes you got you to gotta get at your kids early. You know, you don't really have to get at them where, you know, you leave marks, but you have to you have to discipline them and correct them to where it's effective. You know, you don't just want to do it out of anger. You want to do it out of love, and you want to do it to where it'll, it'll give a positive reinforcement to your child in, in their later years. You know, it may cause them some pain. It may break them down a little bit, make them cry or whatever. But, you know, they'll learn a lesson. But what you have to do is, if you remember when 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 you get them whippings when you was young, whether it was the switch, the belt, the afro comb, the racetrack, you know, the whatever. When you got that whooping, after that, your parents talk to you and let you know why you got the whooping or the punishment that you got. Think about that. They didn't just whoop you and just, you know, cuss you out and just let you go. At least that didn't happen to me. I can only speak from my experience and what I've seen. So the whooping or you got the discipline, there was an explanation behind that. But a lot of people don't do that today. I've seen I've seen people curse their kids and do whatever to their kids in the barbershop, but then don't let the kids know what they did wrong or how they didn't reach the expectations of their parents. That's not how you do it. You have to if if you're going if you're gonna punish the kid, you gotta let them know why you're punishing them. And give them some positive reinforcement along with the disciplinary steps that you're taking. So that way it's just not, you know, violence is used in corrective measures because if that's how you have to resort to, that's how you have to resort to it. But you have to make it a learning experience because if you just keep beating them, beating them, beating them, beating them, let, not let them know, then they become resentful, then they become mad, then it builds up and more and more violent actions come because that individual doesn't know why they're being punished. We think people always know right from wrong, but until you until you're taught right, you don't know. If you if you don't know what people expect of you, they don't tell you. You don't know. So yeah, you got to work on that, you know. But um, the domestic violence thing, man, it's 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 so crazy seeing, you know, seeing brothers hit sisters from the from the start, that's just ludicrous to me right now. You know, I've, 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 you know, my parents are still alive. They're still together. You know, thank you, Jesus. And, you know, I still, I was with them today. I've never seen my father strike my mother. I've never seen my, my father disrespect or downgrade my mother. I've never seen that in my life. I've really never seen that in any of my family members. I have eight aunts and uncles uh, on one side and then three on the other side. Out of all of them, I've never, ever, ever seen that. 
through all of my family. So it's just hard for me to fathom putting my hands on a woman for whatever reason. I've been through a domestic violence situation where my 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 daughter's mother came in and attacked me in front of my daughter for no reason. We me and my daughter still don't know why she acted the way she did. And she actually attacked me, kicked me, hit me, scratched me, left me, you know, with some marks. Police were called. They took pictures. She got the domestic violence charge. Through the situation, I didn't understand where it come from, but from her family history, the way she was brought up, that's how situations were resolved through violence and there's been physical or verbal or whatever, that's how it was resolved. So that's what she knew. So that was that was the situation. So I just can't understand it. Through all of that, I still didn't put my hands on her in front of my daughter. That would have really been a bad example. So um, I just can't understand it. But, y'all, y'all have to understand. Well, I'm not going to legitimize, but I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a hold some people responsible for this type of violence nature, violent action. And uh Kaylin, I, I I see you good brother. I'm gonna get you on here. Um yo, these brothers are paid gladiators. Football players. They're actually paid gladiators. They're paid to be mean, violent, tough, you know, knock people around, you know, be the be the alpha male, be the best, the strongest, the most violent you can be. They're paid millions of dollars to do this. So they go to go to the, you know, they go to the games, they work out, everything they do is turned up. They're all the way turned up to a hunter all day. But then they're expected when they get in their cars and go to respective houses to have a switch to turn that off. Y'all, it just doesn't happen like that. So then, you know, they're turned up to 100 all day. They're in the car. They're still turned up. People still calling them, texting them, Facebook and Instagram. They're still doing that, never at a place of peace. But then they get home, and, you know, the wife is the way they wait. Dinner might not be ready. The kids is, you know, doing whatever, going crazy, and they snap off. They don't know why they snapped off. Because that's what they're trained to be. They're trained to be violent. But I don't know if there is, but I think the NFL and these other sports, violent sports, need to need to implement some type of uh, um, training. Uh, maybe I'm trying to think of the right word. Some type of de, you know decompression type thing where where they can relax and, 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 and calm down or talk about what's going on before they get home or, or deal with the issues that the men deal with. Because there's something wrong there's has there's something wrong that has you that violent where you just strike out on an individual that you love, you care about and you say that, you know, that that's your family member. It's it's kinda hard for me to understand that. But, yo, that's what it is. We need to talk about some results. We need to talk about having something in place 
for individuals to express their feelings, to get the things off their mind, to get the pressures of life off their mind before it takes over them and they explode in a violent way on an individual. You know, we had, we just had, uh, and this is rare for my neighborhood where I live in Columbus here in Southfield. We had a murder of an individual this weekend, just Saturday night, well, Friday night, Saturday morning, of a man that lived up here on the corner. He was homeless, and he lived basically out of his truck next to an abandoned gas station. He lived, he's been there over 20 years, y'all. This man messes with nobody, and some young 19-year-old tried to rob him and killed him. Shot, shot the man in the head. For what reason? Don't know. So we got to stop this violence. And, y'all, in the barbershop, we've got a responsibility, man, to tap into our clients and listen to these brothers when they're talking. You know, if you listen to somebody deep enough, you can, you can, you can really tell if there's some things going on in their life. Because, y'all, as brothers, we we really don't have any outlets to express ourselves. That's that, that's something that's real important to be able to get, you know, things off your chest and 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 get things off your mind so you can be at peace. But as 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 men, we we really don't have the the groups and the support the support that's needed for us. You know, we have a lot on our shoulders as men. We have a lot going on. Black men, you add a little bit more. But yet, we don't have any place to express ourselves, to to get out what's on our minds, what's on our hearts that we need to, you know, we need to get off. We, We need to let off some steam. Only places that we have as men where we can do that comfortably and not feel like, you know, we're we're, we're being uh, judged by society or, you know, other individuals is, one, in the barbershop, brothers get to talking about this was going on, and you get five or six brothers talking about the same thing was going on in their life. See, women... They have they have groups and, and, and support groups and you know they're more apt to be able to talk to their mom or their sister or you know their girlfriends than men are. A lot of families don't have men as the head of their household there, so there's nowhere for the young men to look up to. So where do we go? We go to the barber shop. And if if you're you're you if you got a brother in Christ or something, you know, you, you, you you're a Christian, you, you you'll have you know, you you'll have a brother that you can talk to. But if not, if you're let's say the average quote unquote black man, you don't have too many places to go if some things are going on in your mind and you you need some advice, you need to just talk. You don't have anywhere to go. Where do men end up? if they have a problem or a situation that they can't deal with. At the bar, having a drink, 
with a bunch of other brothers that's doing the same thing, that's going through the same thing. But since, you know, we're men and we're supposed to be rough and tough, we can't break down and just tell a brother what's on our heart without, you know, them looking at you and feeling some type of way. So then we end up talking to brothers at a bar, alcohol-fused opinion, and then you get the wrong opinion. You know, you get the negative. You get the negative view instead of the positive view. Man, forget that, man. No, I wouldn't let nobody talk to me like that. I wouldn't let nobody do me like that. And then that's where the negativity increases. So now you go back home, and the situation you just ran from, you're back there. Now you're alcohol fueled, and you're not rational, and we end up with a domestic violence problem. Yeah, we got to be better. Yeah, we have to stop the violence. Young people, you have to stop the violence. Each other. Come on, man. Y'all are killing each other. There's too many funerals for under 18 years old. Why? You protecting something that's not even yours? You don't even own it. You're just there. If you want to be a soldier, if you want to shoot guns, go join the military. They need a lot of help. But don't do it in our streets. We don't need it in our streets. And the community leaders, give these young people something to do. Give them something constructive to do. They need it. We have a lot of talented, creative young people but they don't have anything to do. iPads and, 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 and tablets and smartphones, no, we don't need that. You need something so they can interact with others, personal interaction. So, but y'all, that's enough for me. Y'all right here on Barber's Own Radio, right here at Blog Talk Radio. You're in the Barber's Own with your man, Chavez Moment, right here. Um, we're here every Monday. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you know, number 347-637-3850. Call that number, press 1, let me know you got something to say. Join in on this topic, man. We're talking about stop the violence. We're talking about stop the violence. And barbers, we can help keep the peace by talking to people. Let them know some options they have. Barbers, we cut a lot of people. We have a lot of resources. We need to start tapping into the resources and helping out these kids. Because these kids, you know, negative, nonproductive, misguided kids turn turn into adults. Hell, it's a lot of them. A lot of them in prison. Y'all know life is about choices. You make one bad choice, it's over. Can be over. Y'all, we got to stop this crazy. We got to stop this violence in here. So I see my man. Look like my man Kamal. I mean, I say keep calling him Kamal. (laughs) Keelan. Is, is, is holding on the line. 
Keelan, hit that number one for me, man, and, and, and let me know you're ready to talk about your movement man, and, 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 and talk about this stop the violence thing that you on here, brother. Because, man, um, you know, I, I just seen him. My man got the, you know, the whole we got to stop the violence, chill out type situation. We got to do better, y'all. So we're going to get my man. Keeling on here, up up here in the Youngstown area, yeah. This how we doing it in Ohio. We we starting this stop the violence movement in the barbershop in Ohio. So uh, I see y'all. I see a people, a few people keep jumping in, jumping off on the on on the switchboard. Y'all come on in. We need as many people's opinions as you can. The number three four seven six three seven three eight five zero. Appreciate every everybody that's listening. That's online on their tablets, on their phones, whatever. Appreciate y'all. If y'all got something to say, y'all want to tap into this, hit that number, press one, and you know, we'll get you on the line. But right now, we got my man, Keelan Bilal. We got him right here in the Barber Zone. Welcome to the show, good brother. What's going on, man? Keelan. What's going yes, on, sir? Good, sir? Not too much. Not too much. I'm just uh, listening to your conversation, trying to join in, yeah. chime in on what you're saying. Oh, yeah. good stuff. Hey, a lot of your views is the same as mine, so. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you, man. I know you be working hard, man, and you be dozing off on the show, so I appreciate you staying up a little bit. I'm not bruh. Listen to this a little bit, man. Tell the, people, tell the people about your cause, about your movement, man. Let the people know a little bit, man, on, on how we can stop this violence, man, and, and start it by doing it in the barbershop. I, yeah, that's just it. It's the, it can start right inside the barbershop. We, we touch a lot of people's lives every day. Half hour at a time, we change lives, so it can start right there. But what happened was, um, I kind of, you know, everybody caught the craze of the ALS ice bucket uh, can't challenge and everything. So when I got challenged, uh, I had to do my research on what was happening. That just didn't hit home enough for me, like, you know, after researching it, and plus all in light of everything that was happening over in Ferguson and all that stuff, plus we had a couple shootings over here in Youngstown that was uh, close to where I lived. So I was like, man, well, this well, what we need to be made aware of, and then every every household is kind of affected by the same thing. It's the violence that's going on. So I kind of took it, switched it, and that's where the chill out movement came out. All evolved from the ice buckets. Okay, okay. Campaign started out from the ice buckets. Yep. So right now, I'm trying to get everybody together. I'm trying to get a whole bunch of people together. Like, um, I got shirts, shirts made and everything, so that every purchase part part of that is going to be donated to like some some of the local organizations that's out here, like. That, that are helping the youth do something more with their lives, like out there uh, doing programs, uh, getting them off the streets and everything. So, I will give uh, give the people your information, brother, so they can you know they can get hold to you in case they want to you know they want to do the chill out you know the chill out challenge, or you know they just want to reach out and 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 join the movement. Okay. Yeah. Well, information is uh phone number three three zero. Five one eight one nine six zero. Email address is k 
Keelan Bilal, that's K-E-L-A-N-B-I-L-A-L at me.com, me as in M-E. Yeah, they can, they can call me, email me. Email will probably be the best way where you can uh, say what you want to te- tell me, what you want to say, uh, or what you want to do as far as helping in, in the actual uh, funding of some of these or donating to some of these uh, local organizations. Like my my idea is to do it like if it, if it spreads cross cross nation, like the smaller organizations that aren't getting enough funding that are helping you, like Boys Club and all that, they're good to me. But they they already have funding from from people. So some of these smaller organizations that are having trouble getting grants and having trouble like that that really need it, I, w- I want to get those more involved and uh, donated to. Call me. Okay. You can um, go to Facebook. You can find me, Keelan Excalibur Bilal. Right there in uh, Youngstown, y'all. Right there. Right, right there in Youngstown. So, and and uh, right there. For, for for the month of October, uh, my wife and I are joining together, and uh, we're going to do something on domestic violence as well. So she actually is oh, a, yeah. a counselor, a counselor for. Um, Mahoney County, so I'm gonna try to do something and, uh, right out, right out of the barbershop, like you said. That's that's the best place to reach people. So let's do it right out of there. See how many people come and follow us to get involved okay, okay. And, and help help, help so them. So, so you said your wife is a counselor, huh? Correct. Hey man, I, I, we we might need to get her on the phone right now and have her give her, give us some. Uh, some advice, some numbers, and some stuff she's seeing with, with you know, the domestic violence thing since that's the show topic. If she's up, brother, give her your phone. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting ready to right now. She's uh, the council for the domestic violence and, and rape program for the Mahoney County. So, Okay, okay. So, y'all, we getting some extras. So, y'all, as he, as, as he gives her the phone... Yo, yo, right here, we in the barber zone with your, Chavez, your man Chavez right here. We're talking about stopping the violence, yo, and we're starting about barbers. How can we help keep the peace? And, and see, I didn't even know this. Kaylin's wife is, is, this is what she does. So, yo, we need to, you know, tap into our resources and, and, and utilize those and, and make a difference starting in our barbershop. As y'all know, we touch so many people's lives, a haircut, a service at a time. So this is where we can we, we can use our power, we can use our voice to make changes. And just, if we make a change in just one person's life, man, we save one person from going through, you know, the craziness of, of whatever violence they go through. If we do it just one barber, does one person's life, do you know how many people that is? Wow! So yeah, I see y'all here on, on the line. Um, we go, we, we gonna get some words from Mr. Loud if we can. For are you on here? Are you on the phone? I'm here. Yes. Okay. How you how doing? Are you? Welcome to the show. Um, Thank uh, you. Wonderful. Okay, y'all. We uh, we have some people on the line. I see y'all. I know y'all got something to say, but we we, we gonna see if we can get it from. Uh, from some ex from the words of an expert or someone that's more focused in this field than I am. Um, 
we're talking we're talking about stopping the violence, whether it's just domestic violence, um, you know, violence against kids, violence mm-hmm. against another individual. So we want to talk about the 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 tapping into the the cause. You know, we want to talk about the causes of it and how to prevent it instead of, you know, talking about when it happened and try to go right. why it happened. Let's try to right. do it from, from you know, let's be proactive instead of reactive. People try to be so reactive and then they want to look back at, you know, what were the signs, what were the signs. It's right. about what right. the signs are so when we see them, we can address them. So if you could just tap into that and, you know, let us know what you, what you do, and maybe you can give us some resources that, um, you know, we can look up maybe on the Internet or maybe in our own separate communities. Okay. I'd love to do that. I've been doing this probably for the last 23 years now, and okay. I wish I could say that this is new. Like, I believe I'll always have a job because there is always violence just as you said, against women, against children, against men. There's always some kind of violence that um, my service is appropriate for. But usually I encounter women when they're um, coming to get protection orders or looking for counseling on safe ways to get out of an abusive relationship. Um, When I started talking with my husband about the Stop the Violence Challenge, I said, you know, this is really about violence in general. It doesn't have to be street violence or urban violence or city violence, it's about violence. So every month there's a cause that we can tap into. October is exactly. Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So I suggested that he start doing, like maybe focusing on that for October. And then he actually came to me with a great idea about how he kind of doesn't like the conversation that's in the barbershop right now around surrounding Ray Rice. And he thinks some exactly. men um, joke about it, and you never know who you're in the presence of. And that's when I think it's the best opportunity to talk about how this is a silent crime. It affects men. It affects women, mothers, daughters, sisters. And you never know who you have in your barbershop because women come there to get their hair cut. They bring their kids there to get their hair cut. They come in just to visit. So you never know who's hearing your conversation. And I do think sometimes people are uncomfortable around this topic, so they tend to lean towards comedy or comical. And that is not the time. I think as a barber, this is the perfect opportunity for you to be what we in the field called a bystander, where you step up and say, you know, I don't find that funny. Um, Can we talk about something else? Or if you have it available, talk about the statistics and how Ray Rice is is only one person. This happens exactly out of one in three women, somebody has – experience some type of sex, some type of abuse, sexual abuse, domestic violence, verbal abuse, anything like that. Man, because, and, and what people don't realize, this Ray Rice incident, he's not the only one. There's over 50 domestic violence cases in the NFL. Wow. And you didn't, you didn't get to hear this when I, when I said this a little bit earlier, but I I, I kind of hold the NFL responsible also because football players are are paid gladiators. Mm-hmm. They're, 
they're paid to be the toughest, the roughest, the meanest, you know, right. to do the most damage. But then, and I don't know if, if it is somebody let me know, I don't know if they have anything in place where the men get to talk about what's really on their hearts and what's on their minds and what has them so mean and, 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 and so physical. Because if you're doing that all day, you get up in the morning, you go to the weight room, you go to practice, you go to the game. When you get in your car to go from the field to your home, there's no button that you push. We have a lot of buttons in our cars and on our phones, but there's no button that you push to change that state of mind that you're in, that violent state of mind that you're in. So but when you, you know, get home, you know why? There's, there's, when you get home, you're still in that mindset, and when things aren't right in your house or what you feel to be right, then you explode. But there's yeah. there's nothing in place to what, decompress you? Am I using the right word? So, and, and, and my thought, there needs to be something there for for them to be able to express themselves without going crazy on their family members. I agree with that, now, but I, I do want to also say that, you know, there's a reason why it's called domestic violence, because these men aren't violent like everybody they, like when you're using an example, drive home, like, they're not violent with the person that runs the light, or they're not violent with the, violent with their boy. They're violent with the woman at home, and that's why it's called domestic violence because mm-hmm. they use their power and control in that situation only. Yeah, and that's that's and, and, uh, and it's also a, a, a learned type of thing mm-hmm. because um, I, I spoke on a little bit earlier, like. In my family, my mom and dad are still alive. They're still together. I was with them mm-hmm. yesterday and earlier today. Forty-five years old. I've never seen my father hit my mother. I've never mm-hmm. seen my father call my mother out her name. I've never seen my mm-hmm. father disrespect any woman ever. I've never mm-hmm. seen that in my my family. And you know, my dad's side of the family with his brothers and sisters never happened. I've never mm-hmm. seen it with, you know, my aunts and uncles. So for me, it's hard for me to to put my hands on a woman or call a woman out her name like that. But I'm in the barbershop. I hear men talk about it all day. Mm-hmm. I'll smack her real quick. i knock her, you know, out. I, you know, and I'll be like, bruh, for real? <laughs> ah, you can't be doing that. And, you know, we, uh, and I, I try to talk about it. I'm like, Is you, would you smack your mom like that? Good for you. And really, I've I've had a couple brothers say, "Yeah, I'll smack her too." What? Wow. So it's just and that's why we have to use the barbershop as a positive vehicle where we can talk about like that. <laughs> talk about that because once you put into it like this, like, bruh, you got three daughters. If somebody do that to your daughter, what you gonna do? Man, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 do this, I'm going to do that. Okay. So why wouldn't somebody come do that to you if you did that to their daughter? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what a lot of real men, real brothers say? Man, I ain't never even thought about it like that. Wow. I've had some brothers really, man, I ain't never even thought about it like that. Because they live in an environment where that's what's in the music, 
That's what you see on TV. Mm-hmm. That's what you see in their households. So that's 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 the norm for them. Mm-hmm. Until somebody else says that to them directly, because y'all in the barber shop when we get our clients in the chair, we we have a one on one relationship, time to tap into somebody in a way that nobody else can. So we got to use those moments. There's there's no other time where a man is so just submissive than in the barbershop, in the barbershop. That's the most a man is ever submissive. You can tell him to do what you want. You can move his head. You can spin him around. Hold your head up there. You can grab him by the ears, grab him by the nose, grab him by the... You can do whatever. And you can also speak some good positivity into him, but you can also speak pile on more of what he's getting from society. So, y'all, in the barbershop, we got to we gotta change what we talk about and how we talk about it. Because this stuff is not funny at all. Right. So, Mr. So, Mr. Lau, I appreciate you. Is 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 there anything else you want to add to us? Is there, is there are there any um, any resources that you might have for us? Anything you know we can look up on online that help us in our barbershops when we talk about this? You definitely do. There is one man I had the opportunity of meeting, and if I'm not mistaken, he either coached or played for the NFL at one time. His name is Tony Porter. And he runs an um, organization called A Call to Men, and he has a book. Okay. He does presentations. He has some things on YouTube and online. He is awesome at this whole issue surrounding how men need to step up and be better men. There's also the Ohio Domestic Violence Network, which has a lot of information. There's a Women of Color Network. Um, people may have seen some of their spokespeople during this Ray Rice um, news conference. There was somebody there for not his news conference, but they did a special one on CNN, and that's the Women of Color Network. They also have a blog. They're on this blog post that you're using right now, um, the Ohio Domestic Violence Network, and I think Women of Color both have a blog post that they do weekly. Okay. But okay. If you, yeah, I can get I'm your a, email I'm, from Keelan and send you some stuff too. I would appreciate it. Um, you can just use the um, I've got a new one that's specifically for the show, which is Barbara's Own Radio okay. at Gmail, and I'll I'll, okay. I'll I'll send it to Keelan and, and then he can get it to you. But I do definitely appreciate it. Appreciate you because we will have a show in October. You know, specifically for the domestic violence. So. With that being domestic environment, we're going to end. I would appreciate it. I would love it if you would come back and, and, you know, share some more with us, give us some numbers, all of that good stuff, because I want to use this show. I want to use this show to help as many people as as we can. So I do appreciate it. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All righty, y'all. Y'all, y'all, in the Barber Zone with your man, Chavez Moment. We're talking about stop the violence and how we can help keep the peace in the barbershop. Um said my man come uh uh Keelan on here, Mr. Bilal. He um allowed his wife who is a domestic violence counselor. I never knew that. So the things you learn and you know, she just came on and just spoke to us a little bit. We're gonna get her on another show, so we appreciate it. But 
Looks like we got some callers on on the line that that want to tap into this topic. So we got some callers from the six four seven six one four. Uh, we got some five one three some Cincinnati people on there. So y'all appreciate it. The number three four seven six three seven three eight five zero. So I got a caller from the six seven eight three six seven. Who we got on the line with us today? What's going on, Shavez? This is Alex Campbell. Brother Alex Campbell, man, welcome to the show. What's going on, good brother? Not much, man. I got the text, man, and, um, you know, I wanted to tap in, man, and I've been sitting here listening. It's a powerful topic that you're talking about, man, and um, I wanted to tap in a little bit. Hey, brother, hey, this is, this is what the show shows for, man. I appreciate you taking the time out, so... Go on, man. Let the world know how you feel about this, this stopping the violence, man, and the whole domestic violence type situation. Well, one thing I can say, I can tap in from both sides. You know, I'm a barber, and I have been in the NFL. And, you know, this is a deep topic that we talked about in the barbershop. And the young lady who just got off, uh, you know, she said some things that I agree with. And from being in the NFL, a lot of people, and I'm not condoning, trust me, trust me, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm I'm not condoning anything that has been going on, but like like she was saying, you know, and from my experience of being – a college football player and a professional football player, you know, it takes a special kind of woman to deal with a man that has to go from zero to 100 every day and going from zero to 100 at practice and on the field and to come home after a loss or whatever the case may be and knowing how to save the right things or being concerned about saying the right or wrong things, you know, that's a very difficult situation. Because I recall back in my college days and professional football days where uh, my ex, she didn't know what to say to me, and she said what she thought was right to me after a loss or whatever the situation may be. And when you're someone who's a winner and you want to win all the time, uh, you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, baby, it's okay, or baby, it's all right, or, it, you know, you don't want to hear that. And a lot yeah. of people really don't know how or They've not been coached to say certain things to an athlete. And so this whole Ray Rice thing, you know, being fortunate enough to be a barber on top of being an ex-NFL football player, you know, I sit back and I listen. And it's been a, a, a very peculiar conversation. Now, Ray Rice was wrong. I'm just going to say straight up, he was wrong. He should not have hit that woman. 
And, you know, I grew up in a situation where, you know, I've seen abusive relationships and I've never put my hands on a woman and I never will. And, uh, you know, to see all of that stuff and, and be fortunate enough to be on both sides of the track, being NFL and being a barber, I'm very careful about my opinion in the barbershop. But I'm just going to say this, man. You know, one thing one thing that my mother taught me, if you if 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 your lady hello it's yes. a lot of yeah. one thing one thing my mother taught me is that if a woman makes you mad enough to hit her, you don't need to be with her. Now don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Ray Rice was wrong. Now and looking at that video, that was not something that just happened all of a sudden. To tell that when he spit on her and he hit her, that's something they have been doing for a while. Yes. So yes. So what people what people need to look at is Yeah, he was wrong, but that ain't something they just started doing. They've been doing that. Exactly. It's you know what I'm saying? So 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 you're right. Now I'm not saying I'm not taking no sides, but he was wrong, and anything that in, in, and anything that she allowed him to do up to that point, she was wrong too. Exactly. Both of them, both of them are wrong. But all both. I'm saying is, based upon my being able to defend both. Time you deal with someone that is in, in a violent environment, whether it be police, wrestling, football, or whatever the case may be, you have to try to at least respect or understand that you're dealing with an individual that has the capacity to go from zero to 100, and he has to control that. So you as his woman need to try to respect or understand the type of individual that you're getting ready to get involved with. Exactly. Now, now, on the flip side, on the flip side, the man needs to also understand that... Hey, can you... Um, hello? 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 Hey, Hey, Keely, can you, can you mute your phone out for me? Well, I, I, I get it. Hold on. All right, Alex, go ahead, good brother. Now, on the flip side, what the man also needs to understand is that a lot of women don't have to live that lifestyle, and they may not understand what it feels like to go from zero to 100. And he has to understand, okay, this woman may not understand my life and what I live and what I do, but... I say that, and I'm not condoning what he did, but it, it, I, I feel like it does have to be an understanding on both parts. It does have to be an understanding on both parts, and I'm, I'm, I'm and I know that it's a lot of people listening to what I say and what I'm saying right now, 
and I'm being very clear that I'm not condoning what Ray Rice did and all the violence and all that because it should not happen. But, you know, there there needs to be a level of understanding on both parts so that we can make this a better situation and help each other out and find a solution, like the lady said earlier. We need to find a solution for this. We do. Because just like brothers in the military, they get out of the military and they come out here and they've been used to killing and shooting, but you expect them to come out here and just deal with society in a certain way. You don't know. That's not that's that's not logical. It's the same. It's 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 the same exact. It's the same exact principle. Soldiers, what you say? Soldiers, wrestlers, athletes in a violent sport. They have to have some way to turn that off and on. They have to. They have to learn how to turn that that switch off. Alex, let me ask you a question. Since you did play in the NFL, are there any is there anything in place to help players? You know, tone it down and 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 deal with normal society and things like that. Are there any things in place for that? From my experience, from from my experience, when I was released from the NFL, I was not given an opportunity to tone down or nothing. Now, I'm not saying there is or is not. I'm just saying it was not offered to me. So, you know, I understand, you know, that zero to 100, bro, it's like almost like saying, I'm going to give you a perfect example that could be understood by everybody listening to this phone call. If somebody walked up to you and just slap the hell out of you. That moment, right then, you have to gather yourself and decide at that second, are you going to slap them back or are you going to back away? That's the type of atmosphere that you're placed in in a violent sport. And most people will React now. It takes a hell of a person to just say, "Okay, I ain't gonna react. Let me back up and think and think and think and think and think." But yeah. to answer your but 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 to answer your question, like I say, when I was released from the NFL, I was not offered something to tone me down and say, "Okay, Alex, you're going back into normal life, civilization." And this is how you're going to have to deal with people because these people don't understand what you just came from. I wasn't. What about what? What about what? What about while you were playing? Was there was there anything in place while you were playing? Did, did the teams offer you anything? Was there you know like groups to talk about what was going on in your life? But, but you know off the field. Well, I'll say this: when I when I first went into the pro. We had an FBI agent. He stood and he gave us a speech. And he said, you are no longer like everybody else. No one will look at you the same anymore. Now, I'm going to lead into this whole thing that we talked about. He was saying, basically, whatever you do, 
whatever lines you cross, and I'm going to lead into the Ray Rice thing. He said, if somebody does something or you see something or whatever the case, we're going to try to protect you as much as we can. But when you cross the line and you start to become a, you know, you own the news and, and all this, we can't protect you no more. And then you're going to have to deal with the consequences. Okay. Now, to answer your question, did they stand up there and say, if you cross the line, we got this for you? No, they didn't. But what they said was, look, we understand. You know, and most of them, they ex-ball players or whatever the case may be. But, you know, when you cross those lines, you know, and, and, and the, what I'm saying is when you cross that line, you ain't just start doing this stuff. You've been doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. with Ray Rice, Ray Rice, he just hit his wife when you saw it on the Internet. He just started doing that. And I'm just kind of yeah. in my mind saying, you know, when you cross the line, you ain't just start doing that. No, we no, no. We just been covering it up. Now you don't cross the line, and we can't help you no more. Because now you're on TV, you're on the Internet. We can't do nothing for you yeah, no you, more, bro. You all now we're going to have to, Every, we, yeah, yeah, we're going to cut you. We're going to let you go because, you know, now we need to keep our job. Yeah, exactly. You know we, what I'm saying? We, so, we need to, but, we need but, to protect but, our brand. Right, but but to answer your question specifically, did they offer me, me, no, no, nothing was offered to me to help me to go from zero to 100 and go from the NFL to dealing with people out here in the world. No. Now, like I said, I'm not sitting here giving people an excuse to do what Ray Rice and all the other ball players did. Oh no, never, but, never, never, never. You know, and I, but but I'm saying I, I want to clarify that because I, I don't know who's listening, and I don't want nobody to say Alex Campbell said blah blah blah. No, <laughs> what I'm saying is. You know, when I was cut, no one came to me and said, Alex, we understand that you were in the NFL, a very violent sport, and now that you're going into a civilian world, this is what you probably should expect, and this is how you should deal with it. I ain't get that. Now, it might be in place, but it wasn't offered to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, Alex, I brother, you know what? I I appreciate you calling in, man, because this gives you know this lets us know inside, you know, the head of a player a little bit. No, no way we can we we can ever you know walk in the shoes that you did, but you let us in a little bit, and hopefully that helps somebody else out. Yeah, yeah. because this is the, this is, and he's just giving you from. The NFL player side, because that's the part that's that, that's in the news and and that, that's all over everything right now. But y'all, yeah, it's yeah. It's, a, it's a little it's just the same, but it's different and regular just domestic violence, regular everyday people. You got people in their jobs, there are people in their lives that have them going from zero to 
to 100. You've got people losing their jobs, losing their houses. You know, they don't know which way to turn. They've never been taught how to handle conflict, how to handle disappointment, how to handle rejection. So what do they do? They resort to a negative state of mind. And when you get in a negative state of mind, you, you, it results in negative actions. You don't think rationally. You just fly off the cuff and do whatever. And that's not the right. Thing. You know, right, and, right. and that's why I'm, 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 I'm going to take it back to in the barbershop, we need to talk about stuff like that and stop making jokes about it. We need because nine times out of ten, if we're talking about it in the barbershop, somebody is a victim or is guilty of what we're talking about. Y'all, think about how many people, how many heads we cut barbershop on a daily basis and how many of them brothers have hit their woman are guilty yeah. of domestic violence. Yeah. Think about that. Y'all, when the Ray Rice thing comes on, barbers, stylists, whoever, when this comes on, when that comes on on Sports Center, if you're around a group of men, a group of people or whatever, because, you know, females inflict domestic violence on their, uh, their men also. So it's domestic violence theory. Look at the individual's Probably the one that starts cracking the jokes is the one that's the most guilty. They're trying to deflect it before somebody looks at them. Then look at the one that's over there in the corner not saying anything. They're not laughing. They're not smirking. They're not defending it. They're just sitting there. They're guilty of it. So, y'all, we have to talk about it in a positive light so we can help these individuals. Because if you if you've done it one time, you'll do it two times, and then it'll become a habit too. No, if you do it one time, you talk about it. Find out why you did it. Find out why you feel that's okay to react that way, and move forward in better action. Yo, we got to be. Proactive on this instead of reactive. So barbers, we gotta talk to these brothers. We gotta talk to these young brothers on how to treat women. Because y- y'all, y'all gotta realize something. There are a lack of fathers and positive role models for our young men today. I'm 45 years old. I had a lot of positive role models. I had a lot of old men that that, that would come in and, and, and talk to the youngsters. We don't have that now anymore. The family structure isn't the way that it was when I grew up. So y'all, Barbara, we have to we have to take on this responsibility of being that role model for these young men and let them know what's right for wrong. Why do you think the young men hang out in the barbershop so much? Because they see the barbers, and the barbers are their positive role models. These are these are young black businessmen. So y'all, we have to take on that responsibility and do the best we can to help stop this stuff. And brothers, y'all got y'all got to look at it like this: if y'all fathers of daughters, I've got a daughter, 
And one day, that young brother that you didn't talk to, that young brother that you didn't help with that, that violent attitude that he had, he might be the one to attack your daughter. Think about that. So, y'all. But y'all, y'all in the Barber Zone right here with your man Chavez Moment right here on Blog Talk Radio. Find us at barberzoneradio.com. Uh, the number is 347-637-3850. Um, y'all, look like we done done it again. We done went a little bit over the show time, but, y'all, we sitting here talking about stop the violence. So, hey, we've gone over a little bit, but it, 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 it doesn't matter. Uh, be sure to check us out next week right here, same time, 10 p.m., Blog Talk Radio slash Barber Zone. Hey, go there, follow the show, become a friend of the show. Uh, we're going to start. Uh, I'm about to get a, a little, what you call an engineer, producer, or whatever, to help me with the show. So we can, um, you know, we're going to start doing a live chat uh, about what's going on, uh, add some little more to the show. So, but uh, appreciate everybody. Y'all. Stop the violence. Y'all reach out and, and, and say something. Do something positive to individuals. Help them out so we can stop all this negativity. And, y'all, share, share this show with your friends, your family members. Have my man Keelan on here and his wife. You know, she gave us a little expert uh, twist on it. Also, uh, thank you, Alex Campbell, for giving us a little, you know, NFL insight on it. So, y'all, thank you. Till next week, you're in the Barber Zone with your man Chavez moment. And, y'all, stop the violence, man. Stop the violence. we got to be better. So, until next week, man, come get your head right, and see you next week.